Welcome to the Movie Planet Season 5, Episode 8. This week we're talking about 1985's The Goonies. With Joe. <laughs> it's third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee and I glued it on my face when I played Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> and Sam. My mom sent me to a, to a summer camp for fat kids. And it was during lunch, I got nuts. And I peeked out and they kicked me out. Welcome to the Movie Planet. Joining me is the One-Eyed Willie to my Mikey, Sam. Yar. You're my One-Eyed Willie. How many How many Wink. dirty jokes came from that? Wink. <laughs> you wrote it. You put it down. I know, but I mean, when the movie came out, it was called One-Eyed, the guy was called One-Eyed Willie. How many dick jokes do you think that they'd not expect for this to happen? Like, I mean, now that I think about it, I haven't even thought about it. That's I, like, <laughs> like, I, and I would only imagine that because this movie just pulls you in. You just don't make fun of it. Yeah. Pulls you in like an A movie should, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> this week, yeah. I have nominated The Goonies from 1985 for the family film Pantheon. That means it's good for the whole family. On this show, we'll be keeping track of all the movies worth your time in our movie planet preserve and the family film pre- movie pre- preserve Pantheon. Whatever we want to call it. It's got at number one, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory from 1971 with an A-. Number two is E.T. the Extraterrestrial with an A- minus. also. Both are tied, but we agreed that Willy Wonka would be above E.T. Hmm. Unless, of course, you want to give a grade Absolutely for this. Absolutely not. I, I appreciate E.T. I don't like E.T., though. Okay. All right. So, Willy Wonka stays exactly where it is. Okay. Number three was National Treasure with a B, a 9.5 out of 12. Gremlins came in at number four with a C plus. Darby O'Gill and the Little People with a C plus at number five. And National Treasure Book of Secrets from 2007, a solid D minus score. Who the hell is Darby O'Gill? <laughs> Darby O'Gill is Who one of nominated J- that? JC. That was one of JC's favorite movies growing up. It's from the 1950s. It's Sean Connery's first movie. Not Zoltar or whatever it's called? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. It goes from family movie to Zoltar. Yes. And if you've got Disney Plus, I'm pretty sure it's on there in the classics, classics, classics. Classics. Yeah. Oldies classics. Really old. It's incredibly racist to Irish people. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. JC's. Irish. Quote, unquote, Irish. Yes. Uh, the higher the grade we give it, the longer maybe staying there. Only if I'm with a higher grade could kick it off its boot, uh, butt from the future. But guess what? Here's us. There's seven spots. This movie's getting in. The question is, where will it go? And I think it's going to be above Gremlins. And I think. Oh, it, for, <laughs> for sure. I think it might eke around National Treasure based on what we talked about earlier. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be eking around there. Okay, so. I, know, I might change your score. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see. It's happened before. Which I I want to bring up before we get into this. Yeah. I remember I, uh, I invited my brother to watch this with me um, to do this uh, bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's a family. He's like, 
Goonies is not a family film. Are you kidding me? I go, yeah, it is technically. And we had that argument. And I was like, yes. yeah, well, it's PG. I was like, well, so is Jaws. Right. But this was 85. This is actually they had yeah. PG 13. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to get it. <laughs> this would not fly nope. as a family movie at all. No. Which is a real shame. Is it? What is that? Oh, shit, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, let's get down to business. This week, we're talking about 85's The Goonies, a movie made for $19 million that brought in $124 million worldwide. Damn! Family movies, that's what they do. Written by Christopher Columbus and Steven Spielberg, directed by Superman's Richard Donner. Wow. And music by... Dave Grusin? Let's look that up. Which is weird because wouldn't you say that, because I say this later on, the music in this movie is kind of iconic because you can't hear it without thinking of this movie. Very true. I mean, it's... Okay, he did The Firm. He did The Graduate. He did Tootsie. Three Days of the Condor. Can you hum any of those? (laughs) He might be a one-hit wonder. But he's, he might be, but he's got a catalog. Like, he's got a serious catalog. I mean, he's been working on good movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nothing as, dun, 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 dun. Like, you hear that, you go, that's Goonies. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, <clears throat> now, in his book, There and Back Again, Sean Astin claimed that Donner and Spielberg were like co-directors on the film as he compared and contrasted their styles when directing scenes, kind of like when Toby Hooper was the director of Poltergeist and Spielberg helped out. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Spielberg was really into helping people around the early 80s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Such yeah, a such a giving guy. I put my name on it, but just not as a director. <laughs> Uh, starring Sean Astin as Mikey, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Brand, <laughs> Jeff, Co- <laughs> Jeff Cohen as Chunk, Corey Feldman as Mouth, Carrie Green as Andy, Martha Plimpton as Steph, K.O.I. Quan as Data, Data, however they want to say it, Dada. I think the mom says Dada at one point. Uh, John Mantusic as Sloth, Robert Davi as Jake, Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano as Francis, and Ann Ramsey as Rest Mama Fratelli. That woman is evil looking. Yeah, but you just love her. <laughs> Are you looking up Jeff, John Manduzic? Yes. <laughs> what else he's done? <laughs> well, no, I just want to see his face. <laughs> what he looks like in real life? Yeah. That is a great question. I didn't know he was a football player. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think, I mean, I want to say he was a football player. Like that was his career. Would you believe, I'm, like, I'm looking here at the Goonies original soundtrack. Uh, there's a song called Eight Arms to Hold You. I'm guessing that's the octopus scene that was taken out. Yeah, but they love to mention in the actual movie. I noticed that this time, yeah. Yeah, I never noticed that before. But that was that was a funny part. I, like, was, um, you know, my brother watching, I was like, he's like, oh, dude, he's in this, like, yeah, that's Thanos. He's like, that's Thanos? Oh, my <laughs> God, he's young. I was like, dude, that's Cypher. That's Cypher. Yes. He's like, from the Matrix. No shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, this has got a lot of star power in it. A ton of star power, but none of these people were stars back. Well, and Ramsey kind of was. was. 
Uh, okay, do you remember seeing this for the first time, Sam? What did you think? Um, I was in high school. I was super late to the Goonies train. Mm. But <laughs> there was this weird wave of bands uh, that I was listening to in high school that... What's going on? Oh. <laughs> Where, like, one of the one of their hit songs was Goonies Never Say Die. Okay. And then there was a French band that came out called Chunk No Captain Chunk. We're still around. Both these bands are still around. I'm sorry. The name was Chunk No Captain Chunk? It's Chunk No Captain Chunk. Okay. It's a French uh, metalcore band. Pop, pop punk, metalcore. I'm pretty sure it's I've got weird. that sound on here. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um... Chunk, no Captain Chunk. That's yeah. a, that's a great name. And then uh, I, it's <laughs> not much of a poser I am. <laughs> I went to like a, I saw a there was a Goonies Never Say Die shirt at I think JC Penney, mm-hmm. and I bought it before I even saw the movie. I've got a Goonies Never Say Die shirt. Yeah, but I bought it before I never before I ever before saw I saw the movie. movie. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, like people that in this town they're like Nashville Predators fans, but they've never been to a game. Yeah, don't you look at me like that? I didn't say you. You've been to games. Oh, ton of games. Yeah, uh, I saw this. I saw this at a very young age. It may have been a movie I saw in the theater, uh, but I wish I saw it theater. I know that I've probably watched. I probably watch this movie at least three times a year. Uh, it, it's just it, it's not not by choice. I'll be going through the channels, going through the guide, and they got like those six channels on there. You're like, okay, movie, movie, movie. Oh shit, Goonies on. Let me see what that is going on. Oh, I love this movie. I'm staying and it's going to sit here and watch this. It's great. Wonderful. Uh, This is embedded in my DNA at this point. Uh, Honestly, I think for, I think it's a must watch for every single kid. This movie inspired me as a child to swear. And swear good. And swear good. In fact, I remember one day after, I remember after watching it, I dressed like Mikey. (laughs) I had my denim jacket on, my denim jeans on, and I was like, I'm just going to hang and be like Mikey. That guy's awesome. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Mikey's the man. Dude got some high school lip too. And he gave him a little, you know what, in the cave. And he lost his braces. Yeah. Now that we've handled that business, let's get down to business with our segment, Inception to Perception, where I dig shallowly into the internet to find out how this movie came to be. Don't get on the set, get ready to shoot, and then ask for rewrites. Studios do this crap all the time, and they wonder why they end up with a shit movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Movie? You know, I hate the word movie. I don't make movies, I make films. Okay, there's not a whole lot on this one, because most of it's in behind-the-scenes stuff, but the only person that really wants to talk about it all is Sean Astin, uh, because everybody else kind of like, you know, Busy doing other things. Yeah. Josh Brolin's not going to, although Josh Brolin did have a couple of funny lines in Deadpool 2 that were <laughs> <laughs> leading towards his time in Goonies. I have to rewatch that. Yeah. De- in fact, Deadpool at one point says something like when he sees. Well, he calls him Thanos. He calls him Thanos at one point, but does he, he says something else that's Goonie related. Like, I don't know. Are you good enough? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Like, he kept making fun of his old movies. It was great. Yeah. Uh, principal photography on The Goonies began on October 22nd, 1984, and lasted only five months. And they used an additional six weeks of audio dubbing and recording. And you can probably see some of the visuals where they accidentally decided, we need to do a reshoot of the scene. Let's use a projection screen. No one will notice. Yeah. Yeah, we noticed. Or, hey, uh, I don't like what he's saying in this. <laughs> we need to add something. Well, they added a lot because the shooting script was 120 pages long. And there are parts that said, 
and now the kids all scream. I read the script this morning as I was watching the movie. The wow. script is way off from the movie. Oh, interesting. There are whole scenes cut out of this thing. Uh, There's a scene where Mouth was- is drinking beer with, like, he grabs one of Brand's beer, and Brand's like, you know, you don't have to drink beer to look cool, you know? And he takes the beer away. I'm like... That would have been a great scene. It would have been great. Yeah, there were so many little things like that. And even the lines that you see that are in the movie are pretty different because of the delivery of it all. Yeah, it also, like, it moves really fast. And that's some of my critiques. Like, things don't really add up or they're a bit of a blunder. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, I actually am going to read the script today. Yeah, read it. This movie rips, though. It goes fast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a massive scene that involved a giant octopus. Which they filmed, but cut yeah, from the but film. they cut from it. But then they left in the interview part saying, "Oh, the big pot was the big octopus." Right. But the funny thing is, and I read this earlier, is that whenever they show the movie on TV, because there's no director's cut of this. Bummer. Yeah, there's no director's cut with the octopus. But whenever they show the movie on TV, they either show one of two versions. They show one which is the uh, the one that we've seen. Okay. Or they show the one with the octopus in it. And I'm like, well, where is that version so we can see it? But you can watch this on YouTube. You can look it up on YouTube. And many of you will look it up and be like, oh, I'm glad this is not in there because it just looks like a rubber mask that's hanging out in the water. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. I'm, I'm glad it got cut. Yeah, there's a better octopus scene in Popeye. Good, 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 good. Did you ever see the Robin Williams Popeye? Cut. Just, just cut scenes. Yeah, eh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> in the documentary, The Making of the Goonies, Richard Donner noted both the difficulties and pleasures of working with so many child actors. He praised them for their energy and excitement, but also said they were also unruly when brought together. I can see that. Wait. I mean, as a result, the documentary, documentary frequently showed him coaching the actors and revealing some techniques he used to create realistic performances. One of these tricks involved One-Eyed Willie's pirate ship, which was actually a full-sized replica of a pirate ship created under the direction of production designer J. Michael Riva. Who, judging by his style, also did Hook. Probably. And a bunch of other A-list blockbusters. And apparently he didn't show the actors the ship until the scene... So they could get actual reactions. Oh my God. And so everybody gives these actual reactions, even Josh Brolin, who yells out, holy shit. And they have to cut it. What? They cut it? And they had to redo it because they, they didn't want him saying anything, but his uh, actual reaction was like, holy shit. And they're like- That would have been a genuine thing. That, I'm like, surprised none of the kids were like, supposed to say it in sync. They say shit like 15 times. Yeah, you can't have it one more, more time? <laughs> God. Uh, Donna re- restricted the actors from seeing the ship until they filmed the scene. Uh, let's see. However, that particular scene in the final... I just read that. Okay. Uh, some of the on-location filming was done in Astoria. So they did this in Astoria. Holy shit. Yeah, which, by the way, looks pretty. I want to move there. It looks I, beautiful. I want to move there. <laughs> I mean, when they do the one-shot panning out, you see all the houses on the hills and stuff. Yeah. Like, this looks beautiful. Yeah. I was like, I immediately looked at me. I'm no, no joke at all. When the movie was on, I brought up my laptop and looked up real estate. Well, you can go to different locations at Goonies or in Astoria and they have like Goonies tours. Yeah. 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 I didn't know the that. The cafe's still there. The park where uh, Andy is doing cheerleading is mm-hmm. up. It's no longer there. It's a hospital parking lot or a hospital building. The county jail is the Oregon Film Museum now. Yes. Yes. But they, uh, they kept, like, they kept the door that was in the shot. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the Walsh family home is a real home on the eastern end of the town. The road leading to the home was closed to tours in 2015. Probably because somebody decided to live there. Yeah. But my first thought when I was watching it was how pretty it was. And I was like, wait, hold on. They're going to build a golf course here? This would be the worst golf worst, course ever. It's a hill. Trust me, there's a lot of blunders in this movie. There's a lot of blunders. <laughs> but yes, this is the worst location for a golf course. Yeah. And also, <laughs> golf courses aren't that f***ing big. It's a whole town. It's a whole town. Or maybe the town is really small. Because I, I, there's a scene in there where I'm like, how small is this place? I think they were expected to be like, this is like a cul-de-sac-sized town. <laughs> like the burbs? Yeah. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> let's get into this thing. Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot! Don't you guys see? Don't you realize? He was a pro. He never made it this far. Look how far we've come. We got a chance. Chance at what, Mikey? Getting killed? Look, if we keep going, someone's really going to get hurt. Maybe dead. Besides, we got to get to the police. Maybe Chunk already got to the police. Maybe Chunk is dead. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. I'm not a goonie. I want to go home. I forgot. But still, don't you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, It'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. During lunchtime at Clatsop County Jail, Jake Fratelli take, tricks a prison guard into believing he's committed suicide. Knocking the guard unconscious, he makes his escape. Outside, his brother and his mother pick him up and make their getaway. The cops give chase and ultimately lose track of them in a local ORV race on the beach. A certain group of kids all across town are all too distracted to notice, except for Lawrence Chunk Cohen. This intro to all the characters yep. is maybe the smoothest... I, I can't think of another movie that introduces all your characters in a better way. I was trying to think about this morning. I was like, is there another one that does this? And I couldn't think of any offhand. No, you get every single character. Yeah. You get their personalities immediately. <laughs> yes. And you get their quirks. Even, even Steph, who's got her head in a barrel of water, pulling out a lobster. You're like, <laughs> okay, I understand where her family comes from. Yeah. <laughs> you have, they, I mean, you have them in this, what, five minute segment. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. You, they show data with the sucker, but Chunk is, <laughs> when you see Chunk, you just go, I want to spend time with this guy. Oh, bless his little heart. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, look, it's a race. It's a cop Smearing his ice cream, <laughs> smearing his pizza on the bowling alley arcade. Is he like, oh shit. I, is that the first time they swear? I, that's the first time he swears. Oh yeah. shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Wait, I got that one actually. It's here. <laughs> it's so great um but and I, I i was looking for sounds this morning and i was like okay let me see i need a good one for chunk where he says oh shit and every shit he says is great no he he is such a 
star in this movie. Yeah. In fact, he was the only one that was doing the rounds, I remember back then, for the um, the for, for promoting the movie. Oh. They had him going around, not any of the other kids. <laughs> yeah. He in fact, I think he was he was nominated for something like a young actors award or something, like one of those future awards. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh okay. Let's talk about the jailhouse here. Okay. <laughs> the jailhouse looks like one from the fifties in the movies. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at this going, okay. I'll buy into this if I'm nine. Yeah. And then you see the brother pouring gasoline around this, the thing. And I'm like, is he going to burn the fire house or the, the county house down? No, he's just going to light a fire around it. And apparently cops That's can't get through fire. Cops are a uh, fire repellent. I have no idea. No yeah, clue. Well, to get away. You just have to, you know, just lock them in a circle of fire. I mean, can't we just jump over that shit? <laughs> You could really just walk through it. Or was it that plus Joey Pants' ridiculous laugh when he rolls with <laughs> I mean, I think it might have been a combo. That would have struck struck fear. Um, yeah, that intro was, I, I, I thought it was great, but it's a little dark. It's very dark. Because he looks like he hung himself. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, he does. The, okay, now I, got, I forgot about this. Did he, when, the, when he knocks the guard out, does he yeah. grab the guard's gun? No. So how the hell does he get out of the the, the, the jail? With his suave, with his swagger and his suave, because he, he probably just sings his way out. He just walks out, he and then you see like walks five out. cops think, run out, and I you're like, he, "What were they doing?" Well, he, I think he grabbed the keys. <laughs> okay, but this is also Astoria. Like this is little old Astoria. This is little old Astoria. Like yeah. I'm sure it just has that one cell, and then you walk out. <laughs> It was pretty ingenious how he did it, though, hanging himself with the little yeah. pipe. Yeah. I was like, that's that's pretty smart, actually. And the note. It's like, you schmuck. Right. You think I would hang myself? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Michael Walsh, Walsh, or just Mikey, because they've all got nicknames, uh, to his friends and family, is lamenting the loss of his home, the Goondocks, which is meant to be demolished the following day. Who the hell named this town? His brother, Brandon Walsh, shortened to Brand, is tasked with watching over him due to his asthma and the poor weather. The rest of Mikey's friends arrive to spend one day, one last day together as the titular Goonies, Clark Mouth Devereaux, his last name is Devereaux, in case you didn't know, arrives and teases Brand for failing his driver's test. <laughs> a Richard Dato Wang quite literally crashes through the door via zip line, and Chunk shows up telling the outlandish story of the car chase he saw earlier, which nobody believes. Not before doing the truffle shuffle. Is this like when Michael Jackson stopped by your house to take go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, he guys, didn't. He but didn't. his sister did. did. <laughs> uh, like, even though I was a 90s kid. Yeah. This is what, to me, childhood looks like. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so hard to nail. And immediately this brought me back to when I was a kid. This is so, uh, this is such a period piece now because there's no way parents would let kids go out of the house or be on their own like this anymore. I'm glad I got to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is now a period piece. It's sad to say. Yeah. Um, I love how every kid has a nickname. <laughs> Mouth, oh, yeah. data, chunk. It says everything about who they are. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, but- and then the humor so far. <laughs> like It's exactly how it's, kids talk. <laughs> well, it's exactly how kids talk, but like um, when uh, they were worried about the statue of David falling <laughs> off and then 
Chunk di- uh, drops it again and it breaks his penis off. And he goes, no, it's my mom's favorite piece. <laughs> no kid is going to ever understand that. I mean, well, if, okay, so their mom and their dad, they're apparently museum curators. They have all that shit in there. Oh, are they? Yeah, because they mentioned that when they're running up the stairs of the attic. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so myself knowing that that's he owns what, the town. Well, does he own the town? Then why is he signing? Because he's got he has he has to sell his home to the bank. He's got to sell it back to the bank. Yeah, but is he the last piece? Yeah, they they were the holdouts. Oh, okay. I thought he owned the town because that was the whole thing with like signing off. Yeah, the no. Paper. No, the so paper was just everybody else's homes were already bought off. Yeah, because Data mentions how they're moving to Detroit and they go, oh, the murder capital of the world. They're uh, like, oh, you again. True. But in the 80s, it was. It's true. It's still true. <laughs> still kind of. Uh, yeah, but it's really weird watching baby Thanos, isn't it? It really is. Little baby face Thanos. Yeah, it's really weird. Before like, he even, gets all cynical and wants to snap half the universe out of existence. Even his voice, like, I don't, you can tell this is like clearly before he started having like, I, I, where did his voice come from? That It's Josh, very boyish in this, and I know he's beyond puberty at this point. Yeah, but you know, I bet <laughs> Josh Brolin. Well, Mikey. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where it came from. I don't either. Uh, okay, Chunk. 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 Sh- first, okay, Dana. Sh- no, Chunk shows up first. Chunk shows up and they have this massive contraption outside that opened the door, which every kid watches and goes, I love the game Mousetrap. And I love this. I wish I had this at home. But it's totally impractical. <laughs> Number one, totally impractical. And for how clean the, and like organized the house is. Yeah. That would never, ever fly. <laughs> And also, who's who's going to reset it? Right. Like somebody has to go out there yeah. every time to reset it. And reset it just to open up the gate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he shows up and then Data shows up by sh- flying through the door. <laughs> and I love when the mom shows up and she goes, oh, I see Data's here. <laughs> like how many times I've been to replace the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> and no joke, I definitely, before I saw this, when I was a kid, I definitely did try to build one of these. <laughs> A zipline? Yes. From one house to the From other? one house to the other. Did it work? No. Of course oh my not. my God. <laughs> it would have died. Uh, and, uh, as soon as all four were on there, I'm like, okay, this is really well casted. Because this, this is chemistry you can't It's beautiful. Make up. Like, fuck you, Stranger Things. This is the Godfather right here. This is where you get a bunch of kids yeah. together and you let them talk over each other and just run their mouths with the improv and they get it. Does Stranger Things get any better? I haven't watched it since... I mean, it's, I love Stranger Things, okay. but when people are like, oh, no, that's like, that's the best group of kids ever. I'm like, no, uh, bitch, you please. You haven't watched Goonies. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. But K.Y. Kwan, he was the, he was the little, he was short round in yeah, short round. Doom. He did that and he did this and then he basically fell off the map. I'm sure he took that money and was like, cool guys, peace. He quit acting in 2002 because he wasn't getting a whole lot of roles. He, he didn't like, uh, he had a bit part in Encino Man. Uh, and he quit in 2002 because they were just not hiring Asian American actors. Oh, that's a bummer. So once they made, uh, was it Crazy Hot Asians? Was that the movie? Crazy Hot Asians? There was a movie. That t- 
Crazy Rich. Crazy Rich, yeah. Crazy Hot. Also Crazy Hot. That's volumes 9 through 12. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it goes Crazy Rich, Crazy Hot, Crazy Crazy. Crazy Crazy. Damn them Crazy Rich Asians. But apparently after that, he got back into acting because that's when things started to open back up for Asian American actors. And he was in the movie Finding Ohana. Did you see this? Uh, I've never even heard of it. No, no one did. It was a Netflix movie that kind of flew under the radar. Well, here's the thing. You know, he's been out of the game and nobody knows. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm going to look him up right now because I don't even know what he looks like. So Finding Ohana? Uh, Finding Ohana. Yeah. It. I mean, he looks he mu- looks much different than he did when he was short round. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wow, dude. Short round grown up. <laughs> he needs a little New York Yankees hat. Yes, he does. <laughs> Shit, if I went to the Temple of Doom, I would just want to go to Hawaii and retire. Right. <laughs> uh, Good arm, though, for getting back into it. Yeah, it's right. A, it's a real fucking shame that he couldn't get work. You know what's funny is he was, he was, uh, uh, he, he knew, I think it was Taekwondo. And so he was the action coordinator on the movie, the one. Yeah. Dude, that movie rips. He was, he was the action coordinator on that. What? And there was another one. He was an action coordinator for also. That was a big one. Oh my God. I got to rewatch the one. Yeah. Uh, Cause if you watch him in temple of doom, he's That's, doing all the kicks and shit. He knows what he's doing. That was a uh, drowning pool. That was like their main song was drowning pools. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> that movie rips. Mikey's mother stops by the house with a maid, Rosalita. She's hired to help pack for the family's move. <laughs> while while Ma- Mouth offers to translate for her, only to torment the poor lady. <laughs> the others clamor over fixing a statue chunk broke. After Mikey's mom leaves for the grocery store, the Goonies decide to root around the attic and look at Mikey's dad's stored museum pieces. Okay, so ro- showing Ro- Rosalita around is a bit of fluff. You don't need that in the movie, but it's also arguably where this movie gets one over on its PG rating. <laughs> oh my God. I was laughing the entire time and this whole entire bit. I honestly, I forgot. Always separate the drugs. <laughs> Always separate the drugs. Don't go into the sex dungeon up in the attic. It's like the slaves might get out. Every single time I play this for my kids in school, cause we wa- we'll watch this every year. I always forget about this scene. Always. It's, it's easy to just talk to <laughs> But it is so fucking funny. <laughs> like, just a sheer horror on the maid's face. Yeah. And the mom's just like, and you'll be here every day, all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chunk is the one who glues the dick back on the statue. And he even says, <laughs> it looks fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> and if so, one of your friends said that, I don't know, I'd be going, what's wrong with your dick? What's wrong with your dick? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? If we had dicks, like, if our dicks pointed that way, we'd be pissing in our faces. They're so good together. They're all oh so God. good together. He's but, such an idiot. But Chunk is the golden. That's the that's the bar right yeah, there. That's the bar. Everything he says, even the way he delivers the best oh shit of the twentieth century, when they when the mom comes in <laughs> and appears to look at the statue. What is that? What is that? Oh shit! What? <laughs> Now this is also this is also right after she's talking to Brand and she goes and we're going to be in some serious um um and Brand goes shit, shit ma man. she goes I don't like, I like that, that language word. then she goes what is that oh shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the delivery the jokes oh man it's just 
it's just a, I mean, you what were 10 minutes, 15 minutes in. Yeah. And it's a home run. I want, I love these kids. Yeah. I love them. You want to hang out with them. The, yes. But there's also another line later on, which I think encapsulizes this whole movie. And it's, this is not me uh, saying, Oh, it's the greatest movie ever because it's when Steph looks at everybody and says, this is ridiculous. I feel like I'm babysitting and not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam, did you ever go rummaging through old stuff in your parents' storage to see what you could find? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's a part of childhood is trying to find whatever, you know, treasure map or mm -hmm. bit of, you know, adventure that your parents had thrown away and forgotten, <laughs> and it's your mission to find it. Oh, yeah. I almost, like, wonder if my parents just planted shit. Honestly, <laughs> I might. If I have kids... <laughs> I will bury a treasure and I will hide a clue. <laughs> you, you should make a map for your whole house. And then what the treasure is, just have a note there saying, you schmuck. Oh, no. I bet you, you thought, thought I was going gonna to bury get... something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to do it even better. It's going to be a map of like the call of the neighborhood. Yeah. And hopefully some woods. Oh, oh I'm going to make them earn it. Yes. And then when they open it, like, you schmucks, you actually thought there was money in here? <laughs> Maybe a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And then you can f*** with their heads. <sighs> hide, in the, <laughs> hide in the cabin. Have a, have a door on the ground that just yeah. opens every now and, and then. And then kidnap them. And then I'll tie swallow them. your soul. Yes. <laughs> and that'll teach them never go into cabins. That Stop like rummaging this. through Stop dad's stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Little shits. <laughs> Up in the attic, they discover pirate memorabilia and artifacts. While trying to stop his friends from ruining all of it, Mikey discovers a dusty old framed map and a doubloon, both dating back to 1632. When Brand attributes it to a one-eyed Willie, local infamous pirate, and man, would I want to have a local infamous pirate, Mikey recalls a story told to him by his father about Willie. The story goes that after being trapped in a cave by the British Armada, he crafted booby traps to protect his treasure, which has been sitting there all this time. While nobody believes the story at first, Chunk discovers a framed newspaper about Chester Copperpot, a local explorer who went missing while trying to find the treasure. I really do like the discovery process in the attic. Cinematically, it really works. It's as if the universe truly just wants them to find this. <laughs> yeah, but it, it works. It's it, not like cheesy. It's it's just done really well. And this is a massive data dump. And this whole scene is no. Yeah, this movie flies, and it just gives you exactly what you need. Yeah, to push forward and like feel like attached to the movie. And honestly, I don't mind the data dump. Usually, I do when they throw all the exposition on one place. But when Mikey t is telling the story. It's so natural. You yeah. feel like he was actually told this story because I'm watching his eyes. I'm like, he's not reading any cue cards off frame. No. And everything that he's saying is exactly how a kid would say it. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then he looks at his friend over here and he goes, and, and then, then, and then, and then. And you're like, yeah, tell me more, Mikey. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's very clear. And I said, I've said this about Super 8. Uh, the movie Super 8. I need to rewatch that. I saw it in theaters. Uh, and that was the last time I saw it. Spielberg had his hand in that one also because it was Spielberg and J.J. Abrams that teamed up together to do that. Yes. One. Yeah. And I said, that's the best movie I've seen with kids since Goonies. Oh, shit. I need to rewatch it because I remember it being really good. Because one thing that Spielberg movies do, and I know this is not a Spielberg movie, but one thing that they it's do when movie. you've got a bunch of kids together is he always has multiple conversations going on at the exact same time. He never has one kid say a line, then this kid says a line. They are always talking over each other because that's how kids, kids are. Do. 
and he knows how to balance the sound so you hear all the conversations and you go, that's relevant, that'll be something later and all that. And when they're in the attic and they're all talking, he's like, oh, look at this, it's lasers and all that. And you're like, yeah, look at that over there. And then all of a sudden you see Brand walk over to a book and you see the pirate book. He's like, oh, that's interesting. And you're like, which one am I supposed to be paying attention to? Where's the adventure gonna be? I don't know. Um, but it's a really cool scene. I love the fact that they just tr trust Chunk to be such a klutz so often that they're like, here, hold on to this. Drops it. Yeah, and you believe it. <laughs> Even better. Do you see what Mikey does when he gives him the, the frame? No. <laughs> on his hip, he goes, five, four, <laughs> three. He does, a, he, does a, he does a countdown. And then he goes, ah, ah, and drops it. You're like, that's how well they know Chunk. <laughs> I need to rewatch that. Uh, there's so much flourish there's so much little flourishes in this movie that every time i watch it, i see something completely different yeah. uh mr perkins drops by unannounced handing off for a closure paper for mr walsh morale low after mr perkins's visit the goonies decide to try and go after the treasure they tie up brand against the sofa chair with workout bands making it impossible ha, for him to escape they flatten his bike tire tires and then ride <laughs> off on their own bikes rosalita comes home from the grocery store and releases brand from his resistance bands and upon discovering his bike tires are flat brand steals a children's bike from data's sister <laughs> i'm pretty sure that those restraints wouldn't hold anybody. They were kind of loose. <laughs> they were super loose and they're elastic. Right, right. They're not going to do a whole lot, but he also has a fantastic line, which is, I'm going to hit you so hard that when you wake up, your clothes will be out of style. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, gosh, if Cable said that the that Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Because they, God, it would be perfect because he was, oh. He did the dubstep thing. Yeah. It's dubstep's for pussies. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been a great line. <laughs> it's, there's so many things you could tie this movie to. Oh, 100%. Mr. Perkins, he's a douche. Apple uh, doesn't fall far from the tree. It does not. We'll find that later. And I was talking about the little flourishes. There's a, as soon as they leave and they're all left alone, Mikey's sitting there and Brand comes out there and consoles him. And then he hugs Brand and Brand walks away and he's just dragging Mikey's feet behind him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just holding on. And Mikey's like, <laughs> away. And I was like, that, that's not a direction thing. That's a choice thing right yeah. there. That's good. Um, and look, I know Cindy Lauper is annoying, but this song is as synonymous with this movie as any pop song in any movie. I feel the opposite. Okay. I can't stand Cindy Lauper. Oh, I can't I, stand her either. I she <laughs> she ruins this movie for me. You don't think she's good enough for you? It's good enough. You know what the song's name is, right? I don't care. The song's name is called "The Goonies Are Good Enough." Oh my god! I you're, I'm sorry. I when I was young, Cindy Lauper. When you're listening to this, it is nothing personal. No, it is nothing personal. I'm sure you are an absolute sweetheart. Well, time after time, <laughs> I am just not a fan. But you have a ton of fans. Yes, they're all so girls. They just want to have fun. Who am I to say? I will fucking jump over this desk and <laughs> strangle you. I'm just not a fan. It's nothing personal. You have millions of fans. Um. I don't, I wish you were not a part of this movie. And I don't understand why she is a part of it. Cause if you, there's another band that's playing at the beginning of this movie. Yes. REO Speedwagon. Yeah. Which would have been much better choice. 
I think it's because what she was like the biggest star yeah, at that time. Probably. And trying to bring more people in. Probably, yeah. But Because then you just watched, uh, what was that Africa song? We are the world. And oh. Bob Dylan's just like st- <laughs> not even saying. Here, go ahead. Good. <laughs> you have all these A-lister people who are pop superstars, legends, songwriters that are legends, and then you give her a line? What the f*** is wrong with you? So I don't mind the Cindy Lauper song. <laughs> no, actually, I the song irritates me too. Because... It's not even the song. It's just her voice. The first game that I bought for my original Nintendo system yeah. was Goonies 2. Excuse me, what? Goonies 2. There's a Goonies 2. Yes. It was a sequel to a Japanese, the the Famicom game, The Goonies, which was based on the movie. So they made a sequel to it, but this one was available everywhere. So I got, because I was fresh off of Goonies, I was like, okay, Goonies 2, I want to see what this is all about. And the whole game is themed with good enough. The whole game. I would have thrown it away as soon as I turned it on. This week, I went on YouTube to see a gameplay of it because I remember what it was. And I'm watching it. It's like, oh, my God. I'm having flashbacks of this game. And this song, good Lord, is not good enough. No. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) Cue, cue, like, (laughs) I'm sorry. You're off the island. (laughs) Do, 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 do. (laughs) You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Um. I just had a thought and I would have loved it. And it's so believable to me is if, um, Mikey was actually Nathan Drake grown up. Oh, because he is the only one that is like so obsessed with treasure. Yeah. And it totally works. He just never stopped as a kid. It'd be cool if they all did. No, I, yeah, I don't bring back a Goonies movie. I don't care. Like, they keep teasing us with this, going, oh, we'll do a, 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 a sequel as we're all adults now. I was like... Well, it has to be the original cast, or I don't want it. Exactly. You can't just do a reboot. You can go f*** yourself. I want Chunk back. Bring back Chunk, yeah. Bring back, bring back everybody. Do, do an it thing, where you have the kids, and then you have the adults. I just don't know what the story would be. Yeah. Just go find... God. You know, oh, here's what it would be. They've all got kids and they've all turned into parents who don't let their kids go out on adventures. Oh, so their kids find an adventure and then they have to go save them. And they all find the treasure at the end and they're family and they're rich. Family film. Family film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> out at Ecola State Park, the Goonies use the map to match up their location with Haystack Rock, leading them in the right direction. Brand, meanwhile, is pedaling as hard as he can. Down the road are Troy Perkins, Andrea Carmichael, and Stephanie Steinbrenner. How do they get these last names? All out for a ride in Troy's Ford Mustang GT. They encounter Brandon Andy, offers him a ride. Troy, however, pins his hand to the side of the car and starts driving as fast as he can. The girls try to make him stop but are futile, and Brand is sent flying off a steep hill. First, I think you have to say Troy like, Troy. 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 I'm Troy. Hi, I'm Troy. Yes. Um, <laughs> Troy's car was my first car. F*** off. I just didn't have the convertible version. I had the hardtop version. It was a Ford Mustang, and, red, just like that. And you got rid of it? It wasn't a good year for the Mustang. The GT? 
those were awful cars. You fix them up, they're gorgeous. No, no? no these were these were awful. This is like the low point of the Ford Mustang line. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fact, the Ford Mustang at the time they had. Um, I think it was Mercury. Mercury was a part of Ford also, and they, they uh, it was then the, never mind. Yeah, never mind. This was a model off of that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was my first car. So when I was watching, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ, I hated that car." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Troy's a douche. Troy's a complete douche. Even and, so much uh, with the mirror, looking up Andy's skirt like uh, that. that. Shameful. Andy. Andy likes it. He's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to cut that out. Um. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, this is this is one of those blunders to me mm. where Andy has known about Mikey's brother. They've gone to school together. Yes. But she's choosing Troy, I guess, for money. Because no offense to her, but her character's pretty shallow. Or is she just getting a ride home from school? No. Because Steph, kept... Steph is in the car also. Yeah, but she's, I think Andy's in Detroit. And then when Troy's being a creep, okay, then she's like, oh, Mikey's older brother. I mean, Brent, yeah. Look, Andy's a little hoe. It's not, not, no problem with that. She can do whatever she wants. Kids today, so desensitized by movies <laughs> and television. <laughs> Andy's a little hoe. She's, well, per, promiscuous. Promiscuous. Can we, how about this? She's naive. You want. Extremely. But yes. she's young. She's a young girl. Yes. 15, 16, would you say in this? 16? Let's just say 16 for the sake I'd of the, f- for the mirror. She's 16. <laughs> yes. For the mirror, she's 16. As, as a character, I would assume 14 or 15. Uh yeah. Um, I had such a crush on her when I was a kid too. Oh, I, I, if you don't as a kid, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, after using the doubloon with a series of landmarks, Mikey, Mouth, Data, and Chunk arrive at the Lighthouse Lounge, an abandoned restaurant that seems to be open against the odds. They see two people enter the building thinking they're customers. Unfazed by what sounds like gunshots, the boys investigate the building. Chunk, meanwhile, discovers an ORV in the garage with bullet holes the size of matzo balls in the trunk door. <laughs> <laughs> he pieces things together and realizes it's the same ORV he saw from before. This is such a classic bit, and it works, <laughs> and some people can't do it while others can. Yeah. It's like, uh, per example, for per a modern example, uh, the good guys. Oh, with, with Ryan Mark, Gosling and- The nice guys. The, I'm sorry, the nice guys. Okay, yeah, yes. good guys is Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so the nice guys with Ryan Gosling and, um, uh, oh my God, I'm spacing out his name. I'm a- I'll, <sighs> Gosling and uh, Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Um, <laughs> and Ryan Gosling, when he's getting his shit kicked out of him by Russell Crowe, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Chunk does this so well. He, yeah. He's another just like comedy gold. He does every line so naturally it hurts. It really does. It's like almost offensive. Like you, here's the thing. You watch the three other boys and you're like, these are really good actors, these kids. Chunk shows up and you're like, has he been doing this for five years longer? Yeah. (laughs) The perfect cast. Yeah. 
Um, what do you think about the, uh, it's a match <laughs> where they do the little thing with the, the, the islands with the doubloon. Oh yeah. This is another one. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you meant when you wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so Mikey holds up the doubloon that has some carvings in it and he just holds it up to the first like cliff he sees mm-hmm. and he says, it's a match. And I'm like, that's not a match. That's just, that's the, I don't know. To, to, that's a kid's match. Right. That's where I, as a kid, knowing there is no treasure, go, oh yeah, it's a perfect match. Well, okay. So the funny thing is I saw this scene and immediately I thought of another scene that bugged the shit out of me in another movie. Ooh. Okay. Now, where I think this movie does it better than the other one is that this movie, the kids had to go to the exact spot on the map in order to use the doubloon. Yeah. But in Star Wars Episode Nine, when she's standing on the fucking cliff and she matches that up to a broken Death Star, which didn't exist when the knife was made, that was bullshit. If I could push the the, the button, I would. Which one? The bamba cabana bamba. I can't get into it. That's okay. That's that's an entire podcast worth of yes. What the we also get, they're, they're doing the scene outside the the uh, the restaurant and they're talking to each other and then they do a projection shot, a reshoot shot and you're like, you could have done that on site. Cost and, money. And they must have could they probably could return. Brother. Yeah. Even though they, you know, what made over 100 million dollars. I wonder if the Lighthouse Lounge even existed again. Fair point. I mean, they may have torn it down afterwards and that's why they couldn't go there cuz they needed it in the background. Yeah. Uh, inside the Lighthouse Lounge, they meet the Fratellis who all play along that this is their restaurant. She threatens to cut off Mouth's tongue. <laughs> Great band, by the way. I I'm want a Vio Scalapini. Vio Scalapini. <laughs> I want a Fettuccine in 1981. <laughs> oh, God. Mouth. I could do this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, intimidating them into silence, the Goonies slowly begin to realize something is wrong, and Chunk exclaims about the ORV in the garage, but nobody believes him, because who would? Mikey uses an excuse of needing to use the bathroom to get into the basement. Down here, he stumbles across Jake, abusing an it. Mikey helps the poor thing, but is scared back to the first floor when he sees its face. Okay. <laughs> You're an escaped convict. Yep. The police after you. Mm-hmm. Kids come in. Sure. Do you let the mute? Did you let one kid go unchaperoned to the bathroom? Ciao. No. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, you don't. Stay to the right. Stay to the right. Stay to the right. <laughs> um, pretty sure any kid would go. What's I left? wonder what's left. <laughs> yep. Uh. Is there a better female villain than Anne Ramsey as Mama Fratelli? Like, think of all the female villains you've seen in movies. Is there a better one than what she does with these kids? I mean, I can think of one villain who I've never felt more hatred for in my life. Cindy Lauper? <laughs> no, I said villain. Oh, okay. Not, not somebody who's good enough. All right. talented artist. Yeah. Quote, unquote, artist. Um, no, it's that movie, I Care A Lot. I've never felt yes, more hatred yes. for a single person, and I've never wished someone dead more in my life. Rosamund Pike's character. Holy shit. Oh, you're right. I would torture her, not not the actress, the character. Mm-hmm. If she did what she did 
to like a family member of mine. Oh, I would hunt her, torture down. her for the rest <laughs> of her life. Yeah, that you're right. I I stink. Okay, but that is. Let's say Anne Ramsey is the worst in the 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give her some props. No, 100%. Cause she, here's the thing. Ann Ramsey never, never played a positive role in any movie. She was always the negative role because of her face, the way she delivered her lines. She was just her menacing. Timbre. Yes. Yeah. What no, do you want? <laughs> no, there is not a better. Yeah. Could you imagine her in a romantic comedy? <laughs> Maybe in an Adam Sandler movie. I'd see it. I, I'd see it just to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Also, you're you're. <clears throat> so the next thing that happens is Brand shows up. Yep. yep. <laughs> how, how does he know? Number one, where they are, and he's just gonna go into a random cabin because their bikes were left at the road. Right. Uh, you know what's funny is I never questioned that when I was a kid because it maybe it's because. I just always assume my family knew where I was all the time, but you're yeah. right. They go a long way away. Long he shouldn't way. know where they are. And he didn't have the balloon to he, match in the direction they needed to go. No, he didn't. No. And so, yeah, looking at this with adult eyes, that th- this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but he shows up. He shows up with the ladies. With the ladies. Wait, are they no, with him? No, uh-uh. Nope. No, they show up later. So how did they get there? Look, See, now you're unraveling my mist. Yes. Son of a bitch. I, I may I be changing told, my I grade. I told you your grade might change. It's Look, it's not a personal grade. It is a critical grade. You're right. It's not your personal grade. It's a critical grade. I, even though what whatever score I give it critically, my personal grade is this is a must watch for every single kid and adolescent ever. I agree. Um I don't like you right now. (laughs) Okay. Brand has arrived and pulls the Goonies outside where Mikey excitedly tells them about what he found. They watch the Fratellis bring something outside to put in their car and get scared when Steph and Andy suddenly arrive, having apparently ditched Troy. The Troy, the younger boys go off to check out the restaurant again while Brand makes talk with his crush. The door to the place is locked, but a quick quip from mouth try tricks chunk into ramming the front door open. Oh good. The whole gang is here. (laughs) Like, just, again, Chunk to the rescue. Is that when he says, I got some naked pictures of your mom? Yes. (laughs) And Chunk just breaks down the door. But everything Mouth says is always mean to Chunk. He never has a nice thing to say to Chunk. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, there's always that kid in the group. It's just a constant dick. Yeah. They head inside and Brand follows to wrangle them back up. Left outside by themselves, Andy and Steph are scared indoors after coming face to face with a rotting fish head on a rake. <laughs> Hit jumped out of the bushes and almost killed, killed us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Andy talks Brand into giving the boys some time to explore in return for spending time with her. When they head downstairs, Mikey tries to show them the creature he discovered, but the Goonies all get scared and fall backwards into an adjacent room where a lot of things do really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> You wrote it. I didn't. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I was wrong paragraph. <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. Or <laughs> no, this was just like, how do the girls get here? I, well, how do the guys get here? It's trying to get them all going in the same direction. I think. How did the fish with the rake get there? Where's the octopus? Where's the octopus? <laughs> 
Uh, believing this to be the lowest point of the building, Mikey attempts to dig through the floor with a fire pick, only stopped when it doesn't work. Chunk accidentally breaks a water cooler because that's what he does, which spills water across the floor and down somewhere. Mikey points this out and discovers a hidden passageway built into the room's fireplace. Meanwhile, Data has activated a strange machine, which begins printing $50 bills, quickly determined to be fake. Why did we need that scene? He's crafty. Yes. He's yeah. crafty. Do, 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 and the universe do, 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 do. truly wants them to find this yes. treasure. Because... Even the Lord is with the Goonies. A newspaper nearby identifies the owners of the restaurant as the Fratelli criminal family who escaped jail, jail earlier that day. Chunk, unthrilled by everything, smells ice cream from the freezer nearby. He does not notice there is a dead body being stored in there until it falls out on him. And what I love is his rant beforehand because he's like, there's a funny farm and your names are on it. <laughs> that, oh, that scene where Chunk is locked in the freezer and he's just like, the body keeps falling on him and he pushes it back and just falls on him. Oh my God. Guys, there's so, a stiff. There's a, a stiff, stiff in here. <laughs> but I love when he goes, he opens the door, he goes, they've got Swinsons. And he names something like, they got Rocky Road. And this he goes, and grape. And I'm like, who likes grape ice cream? Chunk. Chunk. <laughs> But this is where Steph has the line, this is ridiculous. I feel like I'm babysitting. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Fratellis arrive back home and notice that someone may have broken in. The Goonies shove the body back into the freezer, accidentally leaving Chunk behind. Where did, where did this officer come from? The one that was... Uh, in the freezer. Oh. With the bullet wound in his head. I feel like that's a piece of the story we didn't get. That has to be. Because they pulled him out of the trunk. Only they put him back in the trunk. They were moving the body. Maybe it was an officer that came by to see what was going on in the place and they killed him. Sure. Sure. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, they look for a way to escape and ultimately climb down into the secret passage to get away. After the Fratellis investigate the area, Chunk scrambles out of the freezer, out a window <laughs> to get the police. He is quickly discovered by Jake and Francis, who forcibly bring him back to the lighthouse lounge. Multiple. And I, I, I didn't even notice this until yeah. you pointed it out. Uh -huh. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, this is an oopsie. Yep. An oopsie daisy. Uh, so, when... <laughs> When Chunk realizes that he's talking to one of the Fratellis, the driver, who I'm, I just can't remember his name. Roberto Davi. Roberto Davi starts singing opera, as he does. Yes. And beautiful voice, by the way. Very good. Like, fantastic. Like, Apparently, I, he's actually done opera in Italy. I 100% believe it. Yeah. He's fantastic. But he's singing, and then the camera pans back, and his lips are not moving. It pans, Well, you see his lips not moving in the a side mirror. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's the only place. And you're like, why? Where's that coming from? <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. Um, funny thing about Roberto Dave, he's in another movie that we've done, uh, Die Hard. Yes. He was I know exactly one of the who FBI yes. guys. Yes. Yep. Um, down underground, the Goonies discover a series of plumbing pipes that they bang on to to get attention from above ground. The pipes in reality connect to the Astoria Country Club, which, where mischief happens. Everything breaks and spewing water reveals a new cavern. Meanwhile, Chunk is interrogated by the Fratellis in what is arguably the greatest scene of this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> the movie theater okay. had me dying. 
Okay, I'll talk, I'll talk. talk. In third grade, I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee, and I glued it on my face when I was Moses in my Hebrew school play. <laughs> in fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs, and I blamed it on the dog. 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 <laughs> when my mom sent me to the summer camp for fat kids, and then they served lunch, I got nuts, and I picked out, and they kicked me out. But the worst thing I ever done, I mixed up all this fake puke home, and then I went to the movie theater, hit the puke in my jacket, climbed up to the balcony, and then the, 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 then I made a noise like this. <laughs> and then I dumped it over the side. All the people in the audience, and then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other, and I never felt so bad in my entire life. <laughs> It's so great. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then right afterwards, uh, the brother goes, I'm starting to like this kid. <laughs> I'm starting to like this kid. Oh, um, my God. Oh, it's <laughs> Everybody so great. started throwing up on each other. <laughs> Which is, like, to me, is such a callback to Stand By Me with fat ass. Yes. Oh, yes. sorry, lard ass. Lard ass. Lard ass. Yeah. Uh, can we... <laughs> By the way, this is not how pipes work. <laughs> no, not how pipes work at all. And this is like, uh, is this the first bit where the movie starts to get like cheesy, goofy? It feels, a, this is like a Disney scene almost. Yeah. You feel like it's a Disney scene. Like super slap shotty. Or sorry, slaps, uh, slap, slap sticky. Slap sticky. Yeah, slap shot would be a totally different movie. <laughs> uh, what a bunch of <laughs> Um. Also, dude. God wants them to find this treasure. I tell you, I mean, it just one eye Willie must be a, a psychic thinking that indoor plumbing would be something he'd have to add to his map. <laughs> yeah. In order to like unseal a door. It's like, right. He's, you know, this is why he's just like, look, he was just a genius. Right before this all happens though, mouth yells reverse pressure. I will give credit to mouth is that is something a kid would say. That's something I would say. Okay. Yeah. Reverse pressure. Now we don't know anything about it. We just right. We're just like, oh shit, oh shit. Turn this. Turn that. That's the knobs doing this thing. And then they uh, they do their whole let's get out of here like, like now. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never felt so bad in my entire life. Continuing down a series of tunnels, the Goonies discovered. Was, sorry, that was Troy in the bathroom, right? Yes, it was. Okay, so that was another bit where Troy gets. He gets his. Gets, gets a uh, the, the harshest uh, bidet <laughs> experience of his life. And he's like, daddy, that, daddy. That is a clean asshole. All right. Continuing down a series <laughs> of tunnels, the Goonies discover the skeleton of Chester Copperpot. On his person is a copper medallion. Huh, copper pot. Copper medallion. Which Mikey takes. Mikey triggers a booby trap. Booty trap? No, booby trap. Booby trap. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> And a series of large boulders begin falling that they did not notice, apparently, when they were walking through. They all hurry out of Dangerous Way, where Bran moves a large rock and bats fly out of the hole it previously covered up. The bats fly all the way up through the hidden passageway in the fireplace, saving Chunk from the Fratellis. And we get this wonderful line also from Steph. <laughs> Bran, God put that rock there for a purpose, and um, I'm not so sure you should um, move it or something. <laughs> Just, yeah, she's Steph. so deadpan in everything she says. Oh, yeah. But I do like this is another flourish in this movie, and that is they're always mispronouncing words and or 
trying to say the right word, but using the wrong word. Like yeah, Mikey it, at the beginning says like, I know I'm just trying to de- delete myself, dictate, delude yourself, <laughs> moron. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was funny. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, <laughs> I used to think porn was called corn. <laughs> And one of my older bu- one of my older buddies said, "It's porn, you idiot, <laughs> and it's for adults." Oh, so I can't eat corn. <laughs> <laughs> so they find some candles. They literally say dynamite on them. Don't read it. It's yeah. an adventure. And we have the boot the booty traps, which we are tasked saying- to lead, not they- to read. Keep saying booty traps. It's a different thing altogether. Uh, <laughs> Below, his friends discover what appears to be Willie's treasure, only to discover the coins are modern currency that they're at the bottom of a wishing well. We made it! We did it, you guys! We did it! It's not that easy. We're only 45 minutes in. (laughs) This is a romanticized version of a wishing well, everybody. I hate to break this to you, but this water should be teeming with bacteria. And I wouldn't touch any of those coins. No. Um, But this is a fantastic moment we have with mouth. Yes, it is. This is a genuine... Serious moment. I do like this moment. It is fantastic. It's well, it's perfectly well written. This is my wish. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. Yeah. Great that was element. good. Mikey's little soliloquy he does is good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I ask you a question here. Do you get the idea that Mouth and Steph have a history? I feel like it's that kind of uh, abrasive, flirtatious passing in school where mouth has a crush on her. She does not want anything to do with them, but there's, there's something there. There's something there. There's something and there. I kind of thought to myself, I was, cause I was like, maybe it's a babysitter thing. Like she was his babysitter at one point because that's a Good crush thing. you have sometimes as your babysitter. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know when I was a kid, my babysitters were much older than me. Like they were 17, 18, sometimes like in their twenties, like yeah, young adults. Yeah. Kids. Mine were like 16, 17, 18, and they were always hot. Uh, I feel like that's the, the usual. Uh, next door neighbor, girl. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Hello. I wonder <laughs> if kids babysit at a closer age. Maybe. Because obviously they're like, a year, maybe two years apart. Yeah, I couldn't tell what they're like. I was like, at first, I thought it was like a sibling rivalry, like they were brother sister. And I was like, no, there's some romantic tension there. Um, and as much as I, and I'll say this, as much as I like Mikey's little speech, there's one part of the speech that bothers the hell out of me. They're up there. That's their time. We're here. We're down here. That's our, our time. time. Our time is down here. And I'm like, did Dr. Seuss write these lines? Because this is ridiculous. Um, so is that leaf blower. blower. Oh, that one outside? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll show up lovely on this. But ultimately, it's a good scene. Uh, and it's nice because Andy is basically, she's never wanted to be any of this. And she's choosing to keep everybody together and stay below than to go up Troy's bucket. <laughs> Troy's bucket. Yeah. Uh, and Troy again with his friends. I'll save her and then she'll be mine. Right. What a douche again. Did you make it with her yet? Not yet. Not man. yet. 
I'm working on it. And honestly, I won't say I won't say his name, but I have a friend who is Troy incarnate. <laughs> well, also he throws the coin in, and the coin pops out. I'm like, I've seen the length like, of that's that. That's an arm. And not just that, it's a flip it's out. It's a flip out? <laughs> to also, it's not straight down. It's like... It's jagged. jagged. <laughs> Whoever did that, they're going places. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the Fratellis discovered the doubloon, which has fallen out of Chunk's pocket. This is what confirms that Chunk has been telling the truth about pirate treasure under the restaurant. Francis ties him up and leaves him with Sloth, the deformed Fratelli brother, the it from before. What do you think of Sloth when you see his face up close? Because I kind of like the prosthetics at certain times. I, I I think it works. I I much prefer practical effects. Yeah, especially uh, I don't want to say like for older movies because I I genuinely appreciate practical effects unless it's in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, um, <laughs> and not well done. We don't speak of that. <laughs> that is not the way. Um, well played. I think it's so well done. He looks, he looks like a monster. Down to his ears moving randomly. Yeah, like and a little hippo. Just like, yeah. La, 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 la. No, it's great. And immediately I'm like, he looks frightening. He's yelling frighteningly. And there, but there's also, I mean, I did not notice in this movie, which is when they tie Chunk up. There is dialogue going on between Chunk and Joey Pants. And... Joey Pants says something like, is it too tight? And Chunk goes, yeah. And he goes, are your legs, does it hurt your legs? He goes, of course it does. And he goes, okay. And he goes, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, Sloth and Chunk. But there is a problem here. And I can't believe I'm going to point this out because this goes against my grade that I'm going to give it later. <clears throat> yes, and but I have to. And that is when they are on the cliff and they are looking at the the doubloon to yes. find the islands. Yes. Chunk is complaining about being hungry. He goes, does anybody have any food? Anybody have a candy bar? Does anybody have a baby Ruth? Which means he does not have a baby Ruth on him. So when they're in the dungeon and he produces a baby Ruth, where did that f***ing baby Ruth come oh, from? Oh, I didn't even think about that because he was complaining about his he was not going to get home in time and his mom wasn't going to feed him. And his blood sugar was low. Good eye, sir. Good eye. I'm not happy with myself on this. <laughs> now I'm shooting myself in the foot. Okay. Mm. Chunk, be Chunk quickly befriends Sloth over this shared interest of imaginary candy and food. He attempts <laughs> to call the sheriff who doesn't believe a story about pirate. Oh, I missed this whole beat. Oh, no, we didn't. Okay. Um, about pirate treasure and Italian mobsters, Mikey triggers another booby trap, this one nearly claiming Data's life, who is only saved by his pinchers of peril and Disney. Because this is a Disney scene right here. Oh, that was a super Disney move. Those little pinchers of peril would not be saving Data. He'd be skewered. Yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where... I wish it wasn't the teeth, but it, it is a kid's movie, and... This is what happens in cartoons. Yes. This is where the kids in the room go, oh, cool. And the adults go, don't say don't, anything. Don't say let anything. them enjoy this. Yep, don't, just don't. Yes. And like, let them figure it out on their own. As they get older. Yep. Wonder they, where that baby Ruth came from. And if they break it. <laughs> <laughs> and if they break their arm, it'll be fine. It'll be a lesson learned. Very. Just don't build a treehouse in the backyard. Or jump off a house with an umbrella like Mary fucking Poppins. <laughs> we filled up the pool, right? <laughs> Think. <laughs> During a quick bathroom break, Andy calls out for Bran to come see her. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is a great scene. This is a fucking great scene. Like, who has to go to the bathroom? And everybody goes, yes, 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 yes. And Mikey, <laughs> Mikey goes, okay, down this hall is the girl's room, and down this hall is the boy's room. And <laughs> his brother starts walking goes, nah, I'm going to go to the men's, men's room. room. <laughs> every dude goes, oh, no, yeah, I'm going to go to the men's room. <laughs> And they choose to go down a different path than what Mikey just said. <laughs> yes. It's so great how much you want to act like the older people in your group. Oh, my God. And that shoot. So <laughs> in sixth grade, I had, uh, th- there was this dude that used to pick on me um, because I was a little heftier. And so in sixth grade, it was, I was super self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't fit in kids' clothes anymore. So I had to shop in the men's section. Right. And... Um, he made fun of me for having like, you're so fat. You have to shop in the men's section. And I got really pissed off at him. I almost hit him. Mm. But the, the teacher came over and broke us up. Okay. And he go, and he, he sat me down and he's like one of the best Mr. So Mr. Sanders, he, he used to teach at St. Paul Christian Academy. He was one of the best teachers I ever had. Okay. And he pulled me aside. Mm. He's like, get in his face and say, yeah. I shop in the men's section because I'm a man. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, that clicked for me. I was like, that's right. right. I'm a man. I'm now. a man. <laughs> <laughs> did you? What? Did you do that? Yeah, I oh, did. I well, had to. Yeah. This is the up part is, and he had a stutter. He had a speech impediment. He's making me fun of me for being fat. And I never made fun of a speech impediment. So... This all seems horrible. Yeah. Kids are mean. Oh, they're horrible. Little f***ers. Go to the little boy's room. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'm going to go to the man's room. Well, um, Mikey becomes a man now. Andy calls out for Brand to come see her. Brand sends Mikey in his place, and Andy ends up kissing him in the dark. I believe every single one of us as a kid... Mikey was living the dream in that moment. Mikey just became all of our heroes. He's yes. a legend now. He's a legend now. Yes. Uh, more importantly. His name uh, is Robert Paulson. He, he, <laughs> his name is Robert Paulson. R.I.P. Meatloaf. R.I.P. Loaf. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, Andy uh, doesn't realize right away that. He, and Steph. Brand wears glass. Brand does not wear braces. And she's kissing Mikey. The braces are there. But also, she's like, he must have been in a hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, first off, Stephanie sees Mikey, and she doesn't say a damn thing. No. And she just can't. This is such a great moment because she just finds this... Absolutely hysterical because she, I know for a fact that she thinks Andy is ridiculous. <laughs> She's been calling her crazy the entire, the entire time. time. And so she grabs Mikey and after, after, after she like kisses him and Mikey's all like love struck and love drunk. He bumps into Steph and Steph's like, go on lover boy. And, and Andy comes back and goes, she tells, like, how was it? It was cruel. Oh, my God, it was magical. I d- Does he wear braces? And then when they're walking out, she tells Steph, be careful. There must be holes because he must have been stepping in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she also says, next time you kiss him, do it with your eyes open. It's a whole different experience. 
<laughs> oh man. Um, okay, earlier they said Goonies never say die, but have they ever explained their nickname in this movie? No. Right. Okay, I just like, wanted to make Goonies sure. Goonies never say die. I'm like, what's a Goonie? That's a sick line. Yeah. I don't get it, but it's a sick line. Okay. Like Andy says, but I'm not a Goonie. And you're like, <laughs> well, what the hell is one? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they end up kissing in the dark. After everyone is finished, the Fratellis catch up and they run off. Data uses his slick shoes to slow down the criminal's advance while Andy is tasked with solving the puzzle of the bone organ. Oh, I love go. And you know what? Your final thing that you say here, I've been saying for years. Yeah, it makes no f***ing sense. After a series of near fails, the pathway opens up and everyone scrambles to safety. I will say this. Of all of Data's little inventions, the slick shoes are the only thing that actually would work in this case. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That being said, he's walking around with with oil, oil in his shoes. <laughs> and you know one of those things is going to go off. Like, it reminds me of the 40-year-old virgin when he does the magic trick, and she goes, so you just walk around with a plastic ear in your pocket all the time? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get in the organ. Let's get into that organ. Um, okay, so for those who haven't seen it, which you should have before mm. listening to this. Yes. Uh, but if you haven't, for some reason, there's an entire sheet of music. There's chords. There's single notes. A lot of them. It's a, there's a lot of notes. And you have to play it perfectly. And if you make, I guess, three mistakes, you all die. Three strikes, you're out. Yeah. And obviously nobody has tried this before. Because there's no way to reset this trap. Right. Once you break this trap, it's over. So, you know, I believe the first note is is an actual, the first bit of notes is a chord, which is fine. Yeah. I don't remember. I think so. But then it, you know, trails off into at least 40 notes. I think the first one was A, C sharp, E. Something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what does she play? Four chords in a row? <laughs> Doesn't match up at all. <laughs> um, not a single bit. No, it doesn't. It does not at all. But then the coup de gras of this scene. Go for it. Oh, shit. I'm lost. Be that guy. I can't tell if it's A sharp or oh, B flat. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I can't Once tell. Again, I'm like, it's talk. either A sharp or it's B flat. Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> it's the I, I'm going to be that guy. It's the same fucking net. <laughs> It's the same damn thing. It's the same note. <laughs> My God. But like every time I watch this, up. I look at it and I, I remember every There's time. There's not a single musician on that entire set that hears that and goes, uh, I, real quick, we need to change that line. It's the same I usually have strings and band kids in my classes when we're well, watching. Maybe these. that's maybe that was written to show that she doesn't know. But she knows enough she to knows put enough her hands in the right bones. bones. Yeah, that aren't marked white keys or black keys. Or Mikey. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, but every time I, I show this to my kids, they're using a stringer band and I go, okay, why is this a bad line? And they don't know because they're so young. And I'm like, it's the same note, guys. The same note. You have a violin? Put your finger on B flat. Okay, what would A sharp be? Oh my gosh, oh, it's the same, same note. note. <laughs> Yeah, this is, it's a cool, here's the thing. Cool set, idea. Set wise, 
Oh my god, it's this is the brilliant. Cool as hell. It looks so good. And even with data going back and forth to check the hallway, and he goes back and he goes, guys, they're gone. And then they're right, right there. there. And he runs and leaps across and they hit the wrong note. And you're like, oh God, <laughs> what's gonna no, happen? It's great. I don't know where all the like just <laughs> you could have taken the music prop, the sheet prop, and just made it four chords, five chords. Or this may be silly, one-eyed Willie. Maybe not put it on the map. Maybe have it etched into the bone. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> they ride down a water slide into a lagoon where Willie's old ship, the Inferno, has been this whole time. Climbing up into it, the Goonies eventually come to a dead end up until Andy accidentally triggers a booby trap that reveals the way up. In this chamber of the ship, Mikey finally discovers One-Eyed Willie and all his riches. The Goonies gather up what they can, only for Mama Fratelli to arrive with a gun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, the water slide. It looks like fun, but there's like spikes going down. No kid hit any of those? Now, when you saw this, did you think it'd be fun to go down? Yeah, yeah. This movie would be a blast. Like, I don't like water slides. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, that was frightening as hell. Uh, oh, I love water slides. Yeah. But they, they also shoot out. And it's like long cliff into the thing. And you, I think you hear some people yell, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> another um, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, another. So they get on the boat and they're looking for clues. They don't mm -hmm. know where. They're like, where's the treasure? Where's the treasure? Where's the treasure? And number one, you're on Pirate ship, you're on a pirate ship. That's this is the treasure. This, this is the treasure. <laughs> um, what gave them the idea to look up into the ceiling and not even that, but break through the hull? Oh, there were Andy set off a trap and it opened up, yeah. But there's text on it. Why they didn't read the text? Oh, yeah, they just punch. Well, punch, punch, punch. Hey. Chunk, there's pictures <laughs> up and what I'd will. Let's coat it with chocolate and chunk it ease way. In. Yeah. <laughs> but they just, like, there's not even a second. They just break. Well, we've talked about this. The fates want them to find this treasure. Yeah, true. Okay. But here's a better question. If you're a pirate and you have a treasure map, why would that map lead right back to your fucking ship? Because <laughs> that's where the treasure is. But when the treasure be buried treasure elsewhere from the ship? And also, if why would, why would you stay on your? Sh they 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 all stayed on their ship. Yeah, didn't move. So what's going on here, One Eye Willie? I I don't know. Um, little self masturbation here. A little bit. Uh, that being said, you can only do it with one eye because that thing is closed up in that skull. Yeah, I never realized that. Um, when somebody doesn't have an eye, it's just skull. Yeah, it's just bone matter. There's no socket. There's no nothing. Which kind of makes sense, I suppose, if they were born without an eye. But if they were born with an eye that wasn't working, then they would need that hole in there for the defective eye to still be still but, be attached. I even think it's a stretch that bone matter would form. Uh, yeah. yeah. But who knows? I don't know. I don't know. We Let's, have our eyes. Yeah. We're good. Uh, <laughs> Was One-Eyed Willie a real pirate? No. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know where he's from? Shut up. <laughs> Below my equator. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to think about Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead man's. Chest? 
dead man's bare chest. <laughs> it's with these like porn names. Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to, yeah. Out on the deck, Data attempts to fight the Fratellis. His inventions mostly fail, but he manages to disarm Mama at the least. The kids are gathered up and are forced to drop all the treasure they hold. Mama Fratelli pushes Andy overboard and Bran jumps to her rescue. Before Steph and Mouth can be tossed into the water, Sloth and Chunk make a grand entrance. Join your friends, you wiggles. Are you and everybody knows that line. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see. Brandon oh. and Andy finally share their kiss, only for Brand to get mad when he realizes that she kissed Mikey earlier. <laughs> She's not even angry about it. He is. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like, I'm just I'm just getting around. It's like, hi. Yeah. I'm having a good day. It's been a good day, uh, Troy, Mikey, not Brand. <laughs> these have to be the best slash worst villains ever. When you say best, you mean... Best is in great characters. They seemingly are villainous. They are, they, they're mean. They have a great villainous look. Yeah. They speak villainy. They act villainy. And the worst. Letting Mikey go on a chaperone, um, doing the whole three stooges, fighting each other. Thing. Who's walking the plank. Who is a better pair of villains? The Fratelli brothers or the burglars in Home Alone? Burglars in Home Alone. But those were more slapsticky than these guys. Yeah, but it was appropriate. These guys will get in a fight over pepperoni being on the pizza and almost kill each other for it. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a pe- You want the pepperoni? Here's the pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, but those are two idiots like being out fooled by a kid. Open the door. Get your hand off the lock. <laughs> I Home Alone has a, a better pair of villains. You always loved him more than me. Of course say, I did. Throughout. Through, throughout the entire movie. Oh, okay. I think you meant throughout all three movies. No, 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 no. Throughout the entire movie. And even in the two. Like, throughout, they stay there. Like, they have that balance of comedy yeah. and villainy. These guys are like villainous and then funny and then go into slapstick. Okay. Goofy. Yeah. Well, they do the whole crotch shot on the waterfall with the log. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. But kids like that shit. No, it's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. The best worst villains. Have a steak. Mama for Mama for telly though with a sword put back in the, she was already scary. He gave her a sword too. Shit. Oh yeah. And you want for Andy first? Of course. Smart move. Yeah. But brand went after her. Not a boy brand. That 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 way to go. See that that that's why Thanos is the man. Uh, here's also this was the smoothest kiss. <laughs> so, as you as I've said earlier, you should have watched this before listening yes, to this. Yes. If you haven't though, for whatever reason, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Andy had her hands tied, so she could not. She already couldn't swim. Right. Well, no, she could swim. Right. No, she, well, she, she was, can't swim with her arms tied. Apparently she can't kick her legs. Yeah. Yeah. So Brand jumps in, saving the day like a true hero. But then. But then gets her to shore and she, instead of untying, he loops those hands right around his neck. You dog. You slick motherfucker. Finish her. <laughs> Smooth <laughs> operator. Yes. Uh, and she doesn't mind. No. And even to this day, I just like smile. I'm like, dude, that is so smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
those two should be married in the, in the sequel. Okay. 100%. The Fratellis, have re- after recovering from their encounter with the strong sloth, loot the ship and accidentally trigger one last booty trap, booby trap, that has set the entire cavern to fall apart. The Goonies escape the area only for Sloth to stay behind to help his family. Out on the beach in the morning light, they are saved by a roving set of policemen. Reunited with their families, Mikey laments losing the treasure. All the Fratellis arrive to safety as well, and Sloth is spared from arrest, with Chunk promising he'll be a part of the Cohen family from now on. Funny thing, apparently there was a deleted scene. No, in the novelization of this, uh, they do like an epilogue kind of thing as to where they are all at, and the, the Chunk's family has a bar mitzvah for Sloth. What? <laughs> True story. Oh my God. That is amazing. Um, okay. So I want to go into this again. Yeah. Worst fucking villains ever. <laughs> they see the crowd of people. They see the cops. And they swim right up to and them. And they, they don't even swim right up to them. They walk right into them. Well, isn't Sloth carrying them? No. I thought he was dragging them there. No. They're, they literally are walking. Okay. Yeah, because Sloth, well, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. Sloth was with the kids. That's right, yeah, the, yeah. The the villains. No, walk. he no, he stayed behind. He put the rock down. He stayed behind with his family. I'm telling you, they could have walked any other direction. <laughs> but they love that beach so much. I mean, they had an ORV race on it earlier. God, I never wanted to. I know ORV more in my life. That was so sick. <laughs> Mr. Perkins asks Irving Walsh to sign off the documents to finally obtain the goondocks for the country club. But Rosalita discovers a series of precious gems hidden in Mikey's marble bag. With these gems procured, the goondocks are saved and won't be demolished. There's no octopus scene. <laughs> There's no octopus scene. Can you tell us about the octopus? <laughs> How did you know about it? How did you know? I didn't even know about it. Where was there an octopus? Did you know um, that some of the uh, adults that were on there were their actual family members? That's great. That they were allowed to, like some of the cast were allowed to bring in some of their parents to be part of the thing at the end. Awesome. Yeah. That's super that was, cool. That, that's, that's just a nice touch. It's Spielberg and Columbus and yeah. Donner. What a trio. Um, another huge problem I have with this. Mm. Uh, the woman, sorry, the maid. Oh, the woman, the woman, Rosalita, Rosalita, if you will, speaks no English. Zero. Zero. Ay, Dios mio. But knows, (laughs) no, so so, opens the bag of Walmart brand jewels. um, And she apparently knows what's going on with the contract. Um, yes. So much so she's freaking out telling them, don't sign it. Right. It was like, no pen, no, no it was right, yeah. no paper. No sign, no sign, no, no sign! sign. <laughs> How does she know what's going on? Because um, the mom doesn't speak Spanish. I, my guess is she is there. The mom has hired her to clean up the house for selling. So she knows something is going on. Does she? Or is she just hired to clean? Either way, I don't know. And then... But I do know this. I love the confetti cannons right behind the dad when he rips it out. Yes. Rips it up. And then the sudden rush of more paper. We do know this. And this is super important for all you Marvel fans. Josh Brolin 
got the stones. <laughs> in 1985, he got all the Infinity Stones from One-Eyed Willie. And he saved a town. Just saying, we saw this ahead of time. I'm out of it for a little while. Everybody gets delusions of grandeur. <laughs> okay, Charlie from <laughs> uh, When the lagoon crumbled to pieces, everyone on Cauldron Point is amazed to see the Inferno back on the ocean, sailing off into the horizon one last time, Sam. Wow. <laughs> wow. And it's the projection screen. All the tre- <laughs> It's a projection scene, but they talk about how the treasure's gone. It's not gone. It's, it's right, right there. there. <laughs> and it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to keep going. So they're not going to go after the ship full of treasure. I mean, that's the sequel? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Re- the re- Listen, the real find is they found each other in this adventure. That's right. That's right. Yes. I have nothing else other than that, though. Okay. Yeah. According to the top critics at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter reading of 85%. 11 fresh, 2 rotten. The critics on average gave this one a 6.6 out of 10, which shows you what a fresh review actually is. It's a 6 or higher, everybody. It says, The Goonies is an energetic, sometimes noisy mix of Spielbergian sentiment and funhouse tricks that will appeal to kids and nostalgic adults alike. Spot yeah. on. Me. Me. But let's take a look at those critics who said this one was rotten and see if they have a point. Now, they only had two, so I had to pull up one from a, uh, a an audience member, if you will. So Dave Kerr of the Chicago Reader says, quote, it's a charmless exercise. Hey, Dave Kerr, go f*** yourself. Director Richard Donner turns the kids into shrieking ferrets and his jumpy cutting <laughs> seems to lag behind the action deliberately in a curious attempt to make the film seem more chaotic and cluttered. What a prick. That's a great line. Turn him into shrieking ferrets. <laughs> Then we got Derek Adams of Time Out, who says, quote, while the prepubescents continually scream, their doting parents prove equally odious in a finale of astounding sentimentality. Their, their parents are in it for like two seconds. And the, let's be honest, the kids are gone for maybe five hours. Maybe. It's a short adventure. <laughs> it wasn't that long. It wasn't like they had a sleepover at some point. And finally, uh, John J. Puccio of Movie Metro- Metropolis says, quote, lacks charm, wit, or warmth, yet appears to remain a hit with children because of its frenetic pace, slapstick gags, goofy characters, and slightly naughty language. John Puccio. Slightly naughty? What's wrong with you? It talked about a sex room in the attic. <laughs> But even then, like, lacks charm, wit, or warmth? This I man. feel like that is three words that appropriately describe this movie. Right. That'd be like saying Mickey Mouse lacks a tail, ears, and a nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the movie's over. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this got a 91% from the audience. Yeah. They, they liked it. Yeah. So the movie's over. Were you entertained? And I will say, this is a Shawshank movie for me. Whenever it's on TV, I will watch it. It doesn't matter what time or what I have to do. If it's on, my ass is on the couch. Sam? Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I really am. It's just one of those movies where it, it is, it's not a laundry movie. Okay. Where you just put it on in the background. Like, right. It's on. I'm watching it. Yeah. Like, I might have something else going on, but I'm still watching it. Just for the, like, the, the quotes alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's figure it out. The ward's got it right. Yeah. 
At the Academy Awards, it got zero nominations. And the Golden Globe, zero also. But the Saturn Awards, that's where it's at. Hey. Anne Ramsey wins for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Beat out Grace Jones, Gwen Verdon, Leah Thompson from Back to the Future, and Ruth Gordon of Maxi. So... Leah Thompson? Sorry, taking a back seat to mean old Anne. Yeah, way to go, Anne. But best performance by a younger actor. This is Jeff Cohen, Chunk. Except it went to Barrett Oliver in the movie Daryl. I, have, I don't know what Daryl is. Daryl, I remember seeing Daryl. It, it stands for Data Analysis Robot Youth Life Form. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, the, the robot. Yes. Really? Barrett Oliver won. That one? Yes. But there's also another name in there. Feruza Bulk for Return to Oz. Did you ever see Return to Oz? No. Oh, that's trippy as hell. That's almost a horror movie. Ooh. Yeah. But Feruza Bulk, she was uh, the bad witch in The Craft. Did you see The Island of Dr. Moreau? Not in like 20 years. Waterboy. Yes. Okay. His girlfriend. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Is it weird that I had such a crush on her? Oh, well, she was cute back then. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's all the awards it was nominated for. Okay. But Jeff Cohen, come on. You should have won this. 100%. Yeah. Uh, on to our next segment titled Top 3, Bottom 3. This is where we talk about the three things we want to highlight in this movie, and then we go over the three things that are bad, unforgivable, or downright travesties. So... Before my, we get in this, yes. I, have, I, I have one more critique that Ooh. I just thought of. Okay. And it just has to do with the end. Why are all the parents and the cops and the newscast on the beach? Well, there are eight missing children at the same time. Why are you on the beach? I, I, I don't know I, I, how they know to be there. The exact right spot. Because it makes for a happy ending. You know, you're right. You're right. You're right. Makes for a happy ending. Yes. Yes, it does. You are absolutely right. All right. Go on. No, I'm changing shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you go first because I nominated okay. movies. I have to have the last word on this one. So, uh, did, did you already read the all right under the. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, you're up. Top three. All righty. My top three the sets and the practical effects. I Even though there are some scenes with the projector screen, this is my my wheelhouse. I love being engulfed into a world. I love being engulfed into the sets and really that doesn't CGI just doesn't do it as well as practical in some of my favorite movies, the special effects and sets designer guy has, he's done them. Okay. So from the Oregon to the pirate ship, even to the cabin, Everything I'm, I'm in, I'm in it. I'm yeah. not even into it. I am in it. In it. I am invested because each little detail tells different stories. It gives you background. Okay. Then number two is the chemistry of the kids. You cannot fake this. To no. me, this is the gold <laughs> standard for any movie or series that has a group of kids. This is it. This is the gold standard. You have to meet the Goonies. You can try to, but you'll never surpass it. You no. can only meet it. And then my first one, or my first is, oh, shit, I just read yours. Yeah, you did. Number two. <laughs> no, your number two is the exact same thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So you're good. Sorry. I'm 
No, I agree. My number two and yours is the same. Okay, okay. your number one. <laughs> number one <laughs> is the cast, villains and protagonists. Not a bad performance. I love every single character in this. Mm. There's not a single person I don't enjoy. Yeah. And I can't, I really don't know if I can say that about any other movie. Like somebody might get on my nerves or somebody might be useless. Yeah. But every single person in this movie matters. There's no wasted space. No, there's not a single wasted moment. Yeah. Uh, My number three, Sloth and Chunks Bromance. It's just, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, And my number two is the same as yours. It's the chemistry of the kids. Again, you can't fake it. You can't, it is so difficult. Just, just watch any movie. Just pick a movie that's got four or five kids in it that are all the main actors and see if it holds up to what the Goonies does. It doesn't. It doesn't do it. The Goonies is the stepping stone for all those movies and they try to be it and they're not always it. And my number one is Chunk Spilling His Guts to the Fratellis. That's just, I mean, it's just great comedy right there. And I almost wonder how much of that was improv It's so natural. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's beautiful. It really, like it. And their reactions to him are great also. Like, yeah. we can't believe we're acting with this kid. <laughs> All right, time to vent. Bottom three, Sam, go for it. You're the red ones. Shut up. I can read still. All right. My number three is the ship is full of treasure. And it just sails off into the sunset. Get the f*** out of here. You know, like... We would be going on that ship. And that's something you, that I did say. If, when I, I remember going, why don't they just go after the ship? Especially before like any like police or cops or anybody else gets their hands on it. Yes. Like you can't just go, oh, I called dibs on it. <laughs> um, number two, there's some, some moments are too goofy and silly. It's too slapstick compared to the rest of the smart and witty comic relief. And it pulls me out of the film. It really does. Do you think that with the amount of chemistry these kids had together and how they let them kind of go on their own with some of the dialogue and stuff that occasionally they lost track of what was being said and the tone of the movie and therefore it made things feel uneven? Because I think it did because there's certain things that they say like when they're improving the whole thing with the baby Ruth, they didn't mean to have that in there because it probably wasn't a part of the story later on. Yeah. And what will... If you put it that way, then it makes me laugh that the kid's humor is smarter than what the adult wrote. Right. And when you read the script later, you'll be like, this is much different than the movie we got. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to read that. Uh, my number one, sorry again, <laughs> Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I can't stand you. Sorry, I can't stand your music. Yeah. I'm sure you're a sweetheart. But but I just cannot stand your music it, and I doesn't belong here. It doesn't fit. It doesn't belong. It makes no sense. You could have gotten anybody else. Maybe not even the video. We didn't even need the video. Just the song was fine, but the video enhances <sighs> it because you see how ridiculous Cindy Lauper looked back then. Still looks. Well, she's like 60 now. Same hair, which by the way, at least she's aged. Have you seen Madonna lately? <laughs> she looks like she's 20 again. She's had Atta so girl. much work done. My face hurts. Atta girl. <laughs> uh, no, but the real reason, the real number one 
is a combo. Cine Lopper is not going away. Yeah. There's a lot of inconsistencies and there's a whole lot of blunders. There's a whole lot. A whole lot. As is the case in all children's films. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh uh-uh. Not these kind of blunders. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my number three. (laughs) Uh, It's a handful of jewels and it's not going to save the entire town. Uh, No, I don't think so. It's unless this town is a block and that's it. But also all the other houses were already sold. Right. So why is Troy's dad, what he's going to do is he's going to buy it back from him. I don't know. Cause the town looks too, that's my number two. The town is too touristy to be bulldozed to make a country club and a golf course. And there's too many f-ing hills. Also, there's too many people. Right. You're not going to take a town out. No mayor would do that. What? Well, I don't know. Would they? Uh, well, we saw the mayor in Jaws try to open up the beaches when there was a shark in the fucking water. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, my number one, uh, pipes don't work like that. That's bullshit. They don't. They do not do not do that. That is a Disney thing right there. Yeah. But those are my three. And now it is time for the critics rating. We use an A to F scale here. C is considered average. A is the highest. F is the lowest. And if it's so bad, it gets all Fs. It's going to the movie Planet Global Killer. But the question is, what do you give 1985's The Goonies in the family film movie genre by today's standards? So you get to go first. Go for it. Oh, thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Okay, let me take the mic off. Stand around. Let me mute myself so I'm not tempted to interrupt you. Okay, thank you. I'm going to say this again, and let me re- reiterate. As a personal recommendation, a personal review, this is a must-watch for everyone, but mainly kids and adolescents. I think this shows so much about what friendship and what adventure and what life as a kid is with your friends. This is what that movie is. And it is a, it's above an A plus. It's an S. This is a stamp. This is a Sam stamp of approval, but critically, this is where it kind of fumbles, whether it's the slapstick moments or the complete blunders of things that just happen to be or supposed to be or things that were cut out but mentioned later. It's the inconsistencies and it really hurts this movie. And especially with, and if it's true from our previous conversation, is if the kids' humor was just on the fly improv, how much smarter it was for the kids just to let them do their own thing than it was for the written script. So what was this movie? Was it a serious adventure story that's borderline, I would say borderline family movie? Because this is more an adventure movie for, a you know, I like I said, this is a must watch for kids of all ages, but this isn't really a kid's movie. I think kids will enjoy the adventure, but I think adults would enjoy this movie far more because it's a look into the past. It's a, it's a nostalgic waterfall that doesn't just drown you and expect you to like it because of nostalgia. This movie hooks you in. It takes you back to the cul-de-sac days. But critically, I cannot give this the same score. 
So because of the blunders, because of the missteps, because of all the issues this movie does have, I can only give this a solid C plus. Thank you, Sam. Me a tissue? <laughs> now it's my turn. <laughs> Go on. Hit it. Okay. Uh, very rarely can I say that I enjoy a kid's film more as an adult than I do as a kid. This movie ages like a fine wine for me. And as I get older, it brings me back to being a little kid with my friends. And I remember what it was like using my imagination to make up little scenarios. However, that's called nostalgia, everybody. And nostalgia is not how you grade a movie. That's how you grade something that, you know, uh, you remember back as how it was and not what it is. That being said, it's very rare to find a movie that you can say is a nostalgia movie, but anybody who watched it, if they're an adult, says they still love this movie. Because some people grow out of their nostalgia. But I have never met anybody who's ever seen The Goonies as a kid and says as an adult, well, that movie sucks now. They still love it. And that's a testament to how good this movie is. It is a time machine for the soul. That being said, a great movie stands the test of time. And this movie, as you get older, you begin to see uh, more cracks in the logic in this story. However, if you have kids, you can keep your trap shut and let your kids enjoy this and have a good time watching them enjoy the movie in their childhood. I said it earlier and I'll say it again. Directing kids, especially four or more, really is a pain in the ass. However, the directing duo of Donner and Spielberg, and let's be honest, that's exactly what it was, seemed to handle this situation like it's a walk in the park. Part of the reason was the caliber of actors they had in this movie. I mean, every one of these kids became something besides Chunk. Hell, Brand became Thanos. Brand was in No Country for Old Man. Old Man? He was old boy. Uh, the story is a typical treasure hunt story, but it takes it a step further with each kid bringing something different to the journey besides a chorus of screams and shouts. There are no redundancies here, and there is no wasted space. Pacing-wise, this thing cooks, but by the end, you wish there was more, only to find that the NES game Goonies 2 sucked. I love this movie. I love the adventure. I love the fact that I watch this every year with my eighth grade students, and they tend to get engrossed by it, which shows you it's aged incredibly well, and it's timeless. This movie was a perfect A for me, but based off of this, I do got to nick it. And the reasons I'm nicking it are... it's enough nitpicks to create a non-perfect grade. So I got to give it an A minus nearly perfect, but there's a couple of leaps in logic that don't grow with the watcher of the movie sign seal delivered a minus. So my a minus and your C plus. See, I thought I was going to knock you down a whole letter grade. No, 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 no. It's not that. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, This makes it a nine out of 12 which puts it just below national treasure. You son of a bitch. (laughs) I didn't grade national treasure. Wow. What a sad day it is for the eighties today. I don't agree. (laughs) Look, here's, 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 would you like to lend your grade? Here's my problem. Yes. I don't think national treasure is that that deserves to be a 9.5. Well, would you let let's be clear here? I gave National Treasure a 
I gave it a B and Caitlin gave it a B plus. So if you would like to give your grade for this with some comments about national treasure, this might change the grade a little bit. <laughs> As I make a plea as the defendant of the Goonies to get this up higher. No, this is also a defendant of the Goonies because it doesn't. <laughs> Are you f***ing kidding me? National well, Treasure's not even the same ballpark. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You gave it a C plus. That means that you see Goonies as a just barely above average family film. Critically. Right. Yes. But critically, I would also give National Treasure an average score. Mm-hmm. I would mm. also give that a mm. C plus. Mm. Okay. So shit, that's a seven. That knocks national treasure down a little bit. Why would you give it a C plus? Here's the reasons. Give us some reasons. Number one, it's a good movie. It is. It is a good movie. It's got a cool trio of cast members, but I'm not, okay. So I'm not going to compare it to other movies because I'm going to give it the review of itself. I think moments are completely outlandish. And it's to the board, borderline, like, st- stupid. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, it's fucking dumb. It's a fun ride, but it's fucking dumb. Now you're talking about the first one, not Book of Secrets. Because Book of Secrets, oh, I that, said that. That just, that dove off the high. <laughs> that dove off the high board. Yes. Or the high dive. Look, it's funny. It's a great act. It's a great adventure movie. But to me, it has to be rooted in a little bit of realism. Okay. And I'm sorry, you're not stealing the Declaration of Independence. But it's 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 not even like, look, because they, they make reasons for it, I understand. Right. But it is the, it's also a Disney movie. Yes, it is. So <laughs> there, are too many, there are too many goofy movies. <laughs> goofy many, movies? Yeah. <laughs> goofy moments. Milk. And once again, there are inconsistencies. And I will say, Goonies, since we're on this podcast, yeah. you know, comes with age. Technology, yeah, but the the it's forgivable for Goonies. It's not for National Treasure. Okay, so that is why I give that movie a C plus, and right. that's being generous. That's a very good response. Okay, so our pantheon for the family film pantheon uh, has Willy Wonka at number one, the original, not that Johnny Depp bullshit. E. T. at number two, the Goonies at number three with a B. National Treasure drops down to a B minus. I think that's fair. Still above Gremlins, which should be higher. Gremlins 100%. at number five, which is a C plus. Darby O'Gill and the Little People still hanging out with a C plus. And National Treasure Book of Secrets with a D minus because it's not so bad. You can watch it ironically and have a good time. It's just fucking bad. <laughs> And that is the new Pantheon. So, critics hats off. Do you love this movie, like this movie, or none of the above? I love this movie! All right, go. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, you fucking I love it. I fucking love this movie. I love it. I fucking love it I like love Andy fucking loves every boy that she kisses Missing. in this movie. Yes. Okay. The passion. Just love braces. No, this, this, like, I give this movie my, like, what I think is a fair grade for Gridley, but to me, this is a S. This is a Sam's stamp of approval. This is a movie every person should be required to watch. Yes, and they should. And there are should. few movies that do that. I agree. Which leads us to uh, next week's movie, which is one that no one should be required to watch, but is a fun movie to watch. Basic Instinct. <laughs> Basic Instinct. 
that's all we got time for today, Movie Planeteers. Next show, we'll look at Basic Instinct for the Mystery Thriller Pantheon. Yes, I'm nominating this one. I've been wanting this for four years. Wow. Oh, yeah. You I'm can email us to be part of it. I love this movie in its campiness and or it's just takes me back to when I was 13 and I saw this. I was like, holy hell. Well, and you're, in for a surpri- Stone. you're in for a surprise then. <laughs> I've never watched this movie. Really? I've never watched it. Oh. This will be a first watch. I cannot wait to hear about this. Okay. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast.gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. Give us Podbean? A Podbean. I went to Fettuccine in 1981. And give us a four or five star review. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and follow our Instagram. The opinions expressed by the Movie Planet Podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet Podcast. Cod, Cod piece? podcast is not affiliated with prepared for approved or licensed by any entity that created any films we discovered herein all movie clips okay sam any last words bye you guys (laughs) that was well placed all right thanks for listening and happy movie watching we're out Hold on, hold on. Curse uh, of the Black Pirate Pearl. of the <laughs> Caribbean porn. <laughs> on stranger uh, on stranger thighs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, they're just they're just pulling up videos. That's not great. Porn uh, pirate pirates of the Caribbean spoof. Maybe funny. There's got to be great ones. The Harry Potter ones. Oh, are those are great. Fucking hysterical. Yeah. Let's see. There was there was Curse of the Black Pool, Pearl. <laughs> Pirates two, Stagnetti's Revenge. What? <laughs> <laughs> there was Curse there's of the Black. A, there's a Seinfeld porn parody. What? <laughs> Oh my God! Is that Costanza? Oh, nobody needs oh to see that my naked. God, the Da Vinci Load. <laughs> <laughs> game of bo- Game of Bones. We're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> titty Titty Gang Bang. <laughs> that's great. That's a That's a classic. <laughs> down on Abby. Da- <laughs> South, oh my god. Is there South Pork? No, but there's Stroke Among Go. <laughs> oh my god. Bob's Boners. That makes sense. Mighty Muffin Pounder Rangers. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm about to edit all this out. What are they doing?